0: listening to True G Radio. Turn up that dial.
1: Welcome to Faith Radio with your host Dr. Daniel Merrick.
0: The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. But that's the translation, but that's wrong. No. The Lord is not the translation. It is uh, Yahweh or Yahweh, so that's his name, he who causes to be, in other words, that, that's God's name. So get your
1: Bible, and get ready to study the word of Almighty Yahweh with Dr. Dan. Yeah. That's his name, it isn't Lord,
0: who has believed their message.
1: And now, Dr. Dan.
0: Welcome to Faith Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Merrick. We're glad and happy, as always, when you tune us in here at Faith Radio, Hummukush, the lettering chronicles. This week, I wanted to, first of all, cover a few things that uh, you may be interested in finding out and knowing, is that uh, we now have uh, links posted up at yaspace.org to all the different syndicated networks where you can listen to Faith Radio. You can listen on... Tune in. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on Pocket Casts and several others, including Google Casts, as well as at Anchor.FM, Faith Radio, slash Faith Radio. So you can uh, listen in many different varied places, and we are finally fully syndicated back where we were before. Um, We are no longer on AM or FM. Many of the stations that we were on before, uh, they are no longer a broadcasting uh, programming of messianic or Hebrew roots faith. They're uh, they've been sold. The stations haven't. So, uh, like Hebrew Nation Radio is now just online, and we're we're no longer affiliated with them or in any way tied to them whatsoever, other than we do own a website name at com, but we also have com where you can also uh, click on and it leads you right to the anchor broadcast so you can listen weekly to every new broadcast of faith radio the latter rain chronicles as you well know the uh, elections were j- recently um, in the united states of america and there is a controversy over Uh, illegal activities and lawlessness that's going on right now, a a battle in the courts and a battle that seems to be going on. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to kind of get you uh, some information as to the nature of lawlessness that is happening, not just in the United States government, but in the world and world governments that have taken on this nature of lawlessness that exists in the world today. Now, if we look at 2 Thessalonians, it says, uh, Brethren, I wouldn't want you to be ignorant about the coming of Yahshua HaMashiach, the Messiah, or, or think that uh, that it has already happened and you have been uh, left unaware that it even happened. And he goes on to write in this letter to uh, the the early foundation congregation there that first there will be a falling away and then after that there will be the coming of the lawless one which we know to be called in modern christianity the antichrist which is really the anti now this lawlessness that happens in the world and world governments and we see it because our government in the united states and many other governments Around the world, are calling sin good, and evil, good, and then they're calling righteousness and sinlessness and lawfulness bad, and, and we see it propagated in many movies and in many television shows and such. There's a there's a show, for example, called The Good Place, that is on uh, Netflix, I believe, and the whole premise of the underlining tone of that show is supposedly this person dies and they go to the good place. And they're not really supposed to be at the good place because they weren't really a good person. And in the first series of the show, the first episode, they even show how this person got there. And they show this big screen television set where they're watching this, and it shows that where they had a, a scoring system where everything you did good is on one side and everything you did bad is on the other side. And that they added up the scores and, and minused. And, and when you had a positive uh, in, the, in the green for being good that was far beyond that of normal mankind, that you were accepted then to come to the good place. Well, That is an old lie of Satan that has existed for many, many, many centuries. That you could add up your good actions or your mitzvah or your good works, your lawfulness toward YAH. And that uh, if your balance of the scales came out where you were totally on the good side, that you would be entering into the kingdom of heaven. Now, we can't negate the fact that Mashiach himself said, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and and the scribes and such, that uh, you shall no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. But what is our righteousness? What is our lawfulness? What is truly the nature of a person who is saved, who is baptized, in immersion under the water, who's been filled with the Ruach Hakodesh, who's been called to be an evangelist or a witness of Yahshua Messiah, and keep the commandments of Yahs. It says in Revelations, it says, Here are those set apart people who are pure in robes of white, they're they're spotless. And they've washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. Now that's important because our sins are forgiven by the blood of Yahshua HaMashiach, who died on the stake for our sins, therefore our righteousness is not our righteousness or our good works, per se, but our righteousness is the righteousness of Messiah in us, living out His life of righteousness through us. So that our works and our even our sins and our errors that we make as a course of life, we Uh, on a daily basis, as it says in scriptures, it says, confess your sins and turn from your sins. Uh, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unlawfulness or unrighteousness. So the cleansing or sanctification or purification process of becoming sacred unto Yah is an ongoing process as we live our lives. Therefore, Yohanan, or John, And Revelation says, here are they that are set apart, purified, sanctified, filled with the rock, ha and they have two things. They keep the commandments of Yah, and they have the testimony of Yahshua Messiah. So, when we look at this about lawfulness and lawlessness and righteousness and unrighteousness, we must balance with the complete scriptures what the message of salvation is in the name of Yahshua Messiah. Now, it's very clear, the scriptures say, that we should call on his name for salvation. As it says in Romans 10 and in Joel 2, whosoever shall call on the name of Yahshua Messiah or Yahuwah Almighty for salvation shall be saved. For Yah will not let you be ashamed if you call on his name for salvation. So we believe on his name for salvation and then we ask him to come into our lives and our heart as it says in First Corinthians 15, it says, he that is joined unto Messiah is one spirit with him, the spirit of Messiah comes into our spirit, it mingles together, and it leads us in righteousness. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to be a perfect person. Believe me, I'm not a perfect person. You know, people will watch preachers on TV and ministers on TV, and there's many false Teachers and false ministers out there because Matthew 24, the Messiah said there'd be many false prophets in the last day who, who would teach lies, and, and, and some would claim that they're Messiah and different things like that. So, when we look at these things and we, uh, we see what Messiah warned us of, that in the last days there will be many saying, Come over here, the Messiah is over here, come over here, the Messiah is over there we would find out that they were liars and that the truth wasn't in them and they weren't teaching us the right ways to go. Now, there's many false prophets out there and many false teachers and many false leaders in government that are secretly working toward lawlessness and unrighteousness and are working to bring in and usher in the anti the lawless one, as he's been called in the scriptures. So when we see these things like the elections in the United States, and uh, we've seen it in elections in Venezuela and elections in other countries and such, where there's fraud, there's cheating, there's lying, there's stealing of votes, there's programmed machines to to vote for one person and switch it over to the other person's column and, and that sort of thing. Not endorsing any candidate one way or another, but that's just the way the system is. There are lawless men and evil people They want to seize power by any means necessary and usurp the laws of a country or the laws of Scripture or the laws of even nature to bring about an end means to a dictatorship that is prophesied of in the Bible. That's why I say, you know, the the common saying that people have, don't talk about religion and politics. Well, in reality you can't talk about religion and without talking about politics and you can't talk about politics without talking about religion if you know the scriptures and the prophecies about what's going to happen in the world that there's going to be a one world government as it says in second Thessalonians this evil lawless one will come and he'll rule over the whole earth and he'll cause everyone to receive a mark in their right arm or in their forehead to buy and to sell. It's an economic system. A lot of people and a lot of doctrines of different faiths and sects and religions have said, Oh, no, it's a, it's going to be if you go to church on Sunday, or it's going to be this, or it's going to be that. But if you just read exactly what it says in the scriptures in Revelations 13, it says exactly what it's going to be. It doesn't say anything other than exactly what it says it says they worship the image of the beast we know the word beast in prophecy refers to government because we had the four beasts and, and the and the many beasts that had a symbology in the Old Testament prophets such as the one is a lion that had wings on its back and then the wings of the back, on the back of the lion flew off the lion and it Became an eagle and landed elsewhere. We know in prophecy from wise and good teachers and scriptural-based teachings from the Rock Hakodesh, the Holy Spirit-led teachers, that the Lion of the Tribe of Judah was passed on from David, or David, David, to the House of Windsor in England as the English Empire, because we know the queen, by DNA, is a tribe of Judah queen, even today. So, we know that there have been other J1 and J2 DNA leaders in England and the British Isles from 262 BC in Britannia all the way forward to the time of modern era. And then we know that the United States of America, whose symbol is an eagle, and you notice if you look at the symbol of England, it's a lion that is on the on the the banner of the royal family uh, crest and such, that's part of the display of the banners, is, is a couple lions up on their back paws. Uh, so we see that lion, and then we see the eagle, the United States of America, broke off, flew off the back and became a new nation. And so we see that this, and we look in the prophetic timeline in the Old Testament where these things are foretold to occur. And it says very clearly that this is is the end of man's self-rule on earth that this happens. Many people call it the end of the world, but it's not really the end of the world. It's the end of days of mankind's self-rule before the anti comes to put an end to lawlessness by bringing lawlessness over the whole earth. And then Mashiach comes to put an end to the lawless one and lawlessness in all the earth by taking the throne and stealing it away from Hasatan through the anti rule. So when we talk about politics and religion, we're talking about the same thing because there's a prophetic part of Scriptures that makes it very clear that what we're about to see happen in the world today and what we're seeing happen by lawlessness, by cheating, by stealing, by electing leaders that propagate sinfulness and sinful nature, and by seeing judges make rules that are calling good evil and evil good, that politics and religion are intermingled. We can't really separate them apart. And when we look at it, even what they call education and science, with such religions as evolution, we can see that evolution is a religion of fallacies and fairy tales that pretends that mankind came from a monkey. It pretends that the rain fell on the rocks. We aren't going to talk about where the rocks came from to start with, but the rain fell on the rocks and mixed with a primordial soup of DNA and some slime, some algae or whatever. We aren't going to talk about where those things came from, where those chemicals came from or how they were. We're not even going to talk about that. We're going to say this stuff rained on the rocks. There was a primordial soup and out of there crawled a little one cell creature that became a two-cell creature, that became a 150,000-cell creature, that became a human being eventually after it was a monkey for a couple hundred million years. But the reality of it is, is when we review that religion by the fossil record and the true science, we find out there's no transitional forms in between anywhere. So if the DNA code was locked from the primordial, unlocked from the primordial soup, or locked from the primordial soup, and then unlocked somehow miraculously by some design of some random access explosion that happened, which they call the Big Bang, then why isn't it unlocked today? Why is there no transitional forms? Where is the tree bird monkey man? Where's the lion flower? Where's the half uh, tree person? Where's the monkey man? Where is the goat, sheep, horse person? Where is that different unlock code transitional species that is in the transition between species that is somehow going to elevate itself to a more complicated code with a more complicated DNA with a more complicated code to ultimately become some elevated uh, ascended creature that is in, as intelligent as mankind is on Earth. Because when we look at all the other creatures on earth, there is only one top of the species with intelligence, which is humans, humankind. There's only one species of human on earth. Now, I know that the the, the modern racialist uh, eugenicists in uh, many of the communist and leftist ideologies will say, no, no, there's many different races and we came from different sources and things like that. Well, that's Darwinism. Darwin said that uh, women came from a lesser species of monkey than man did. He said that the black African came from one species of monkey that was more less intelligent than the white monkeys that bred the white man. So there was racism, uh, as, as, as it's as come known in the world today in the very roots of the religion of Darwinism and evolution that has been proven to be a fallacy by the very mapping of the genome of humankind and the very DNA. Because when we find that we test the DNA of men, women, regardless of their tribal group, or the skin color, or or the mutations, or the eye shapes, or the eye color, or the hair color, that we all have common ancestors going back to Adam and Eve. Even the geneticists say that there was a genetic Adam and there was a genetic Eve that was two people that all humans came from. They've done the tests with DNA science and come up with this. The only thing is, is they're saying that our genetic Adam and Eve was like 50 or 150,000 years ago, and that uh, that was the beginning of mankind. Um, and then they uh, kind of negate the fact that uh, they're, they, they, they don't have any DNA or fossil evidence to prove that we actually came from monkeys. They just assume a longer time scale for development and a longer uh, time period than actually what the biblical timeline is. And when we really look at it, and we reverse it back from what they call the Big Bang to the farthest distance of the expanding universe and the rate of speed and increase of the universe, we find out that mathematically it was impossible for this whole universe to be older than about six to 10,000 years old. That is a mathematical fact. It is figured by rate times the time equals distance, You use that formula and you factor in the fact that the accelerating speed of which the universe is expanding from the point of creation to now, when you factor that in with the rate of acceleration and the rate of expansion, and that it expands actually 35 miles an hour faster for every 1 million light years of expansion. So one parsec, it goes 35 miles an hour faster. And in fact, the edge of the universe right now is traveling faster than the speed of light. Because if you take that exponential factor, that exponential factor shows that as it increased in speed from the point of the speed of light at creation to now, it's going many, many more times faster than the speed of light. So when we see this and factor in the rate of acceleration and we calculate it backwards, we find that actually the earth is about 59,000 or 55,900 and about 90 or so years old since the earth was created. Now, this doesn't match the evolutionary science of their religion, of their blind faith, without any proof of the fossil record. So, when we see this lawlessness of religions of evolution being taught in our schools, they took the Ten Commandments out in nineteen sixty three out of the classroom. They took the Bibles and they took prayer out. I remember as a child sitting in the class, and they came and they took our bibles and I remember when the when the a man came in uh with the principal along with the uh uh our my teacher there in the class, and they came over to my desk. And they said, we have to take your Bible. I said, you're not taking my Bible. And they said, oh no, oh, no, we want the classroom Bible that you have in your desk. And so they took the classroom Bible, but they didn't take my Bible because I carried my Bible to school. And I thought they wanted to take my Bible. And I said, that's my Bible. My mom and my dad gave that to me. And they said, oh, OK, well, that's your Bible. You can keep that one. But the other one that's the classroom Bible, uh, that has to be taken out. And they took the Ten Commandments off the wall, and then they said, we're no longer going to be saying morning prayers or our morning Bible readings, and we're going to instead just say the Pledge of Allegiance and uh, start the class each day. And that's what they started doing. They just said Pledge of Allegiance, and that was the end of it. And that was because there was a ruling in the Supreme Court, unjustly and unlawfully, restricting the free practice and free exercise of religion under the laws of the United States of America under the First Amendment. So when you get out there on Facebook and you say, oh, well, you know, they're censoring what I'm saying on Facebook and they're censoring what I'm saying on Twitter and they're censoring here and censoring that because uh, my speech is conservative speech, my speech is biblical speech, and they don't like that. So they censor it, they cover it up with a shield, they shadow ban it, they don't get your reach out there as much. The reason why was not just that uh, uh, modern technology and Facebook, Twitter, and the different Google and different uh, social networks and stuff going on out there wanted to censor it all of a sudden. It's because it started way back in 1963 when the Supreme Court unjustly ruled that they should censor our speech and that they could get away with it and violate the First Amendment. Now, if you read the First Amendment of the Constitution, most of the men in fact, probably all of them, were Bible-believing men at that time. With the knowledge that they had at that era and at that time, they had a solid biblical knowledge, had read the Bible, had been trained in the Bible from school, and so they knew certain things uh, about uh, laws of the Scripture versus laws of man and how to construct a government that would have the principles That would protect a person's faith in biblical faith because they wanted to protect biblical faith, but they wanted to limit the religions of men that bond together in governments to restrict the rights of the individual to worship freely. So when they got to the First Amendment, they wrote it that the Congress, meaning all the law-making bodies of legislation in the government, shall not. And infringe on the exercise of free speech, freedom of the press, and freedom of religion, nor uh, make any laws, they said, to limit this or to restrict it. Now, if we go back and we read that First Amendment, we see that basically it said that, in a nutshell, it said, the rights and rituals, R-I-T-E-S, are Rights, R-I-G-T-H-S, of the clergy, the laity, and the congregation of the body of faith. That's what they were saying. So, the government could not establish a state-sanctioned religion, a state-sanctioned ideology and philosophy of religion where the state and the church were one together in their state religion. Now we know that's been violated. We know that the laws that they've made up has established a new Supreme Court religion that allows for marriage of one man to another man or one woman to another woman. This is clearly a violation of the scriptures and it's clearly a violation of the First Amendment because the establishment of ceremonies, rites and rituals of marriage are not reserved to the state by the constitutional law, nor to the Supreme Court, nor to the Congress or the Senate, nor to the President of the United States. Those things are reserved to the body of faith in the bodies of the congregations of the different types of faith there are worshiping in America. So that the leaders of the Jewish faith should be in charge of establishment of marriage, baptisms, different sorts of rites and rituals of that religion or that body of faith. But they violated that. And so when they violated it by taking the Ten Commandments off the front of the wall and the in the schoolhouses, taking the Bibles out of the desk so that you couldn't freely read the Bible, so you couldn't learn the basis of the law in Exodus twenty, the Ten Commandments, so you couldn't learn the right behaviors to do. And way back in nineteen sixty three when a wicked witch of the of the West, uh, Malene, Madeline O'Hare decided that she would uh, she would go to court and get it thrown out because she believed in witchcraft and wanted to get rid of uh, what she perceived to be Christianity in the state that was actually just in the school system. And the school systems were not part of a federalized system at that time. They were a state-ran system. But the Supreme Court, illegally and unjustly and not by constitutional law, ruled with her and allowed her, one woman, one evil woman, to challenge the rights of the individual to freedom of worship in the individual form or to the schools for their right to teach anything they wanted to in the vast library of learning in the many different faiths and such. Now, to counteract that and that ruling, many states like Texas and, and before in Pennsylvania made rulings that you could have a uh, education class where there was like a social studies where you study all the world's different religions. And so they... They put all the world's different religions into a little book on social studies and history for the fifth grade groups and such like that. And then they taught all the different world religions so that there was an overview, so that you were aware of what the different religions were out there in the world and how you could you know, uh, be a part of those each, uh, of those different types of religions or join their bodies of faith and such. Because under the First Amendment, they had the right to teach that. In the schools, because that's part of normal learning in society that you needed, especially in a global society, you need to have understanding of the different religions of the world. So some tried to get around it and some tried to uh, resist it. And throughout the years, there's been battle after battle. There was a battle over the prayer at the flagpole ceremony that many people did. And then they changed it to where it wasn't during school time, it was before school that these uh, young believers would get around the flagpole and pray uh, for our country uh, once a year at the flagpole in prayer for the country, in prayer for the schools, in prayer for their families, in prayer for the nation. It seemed like after 9-11, there would be a revival of faith and a revival of truth amongst people, that would seek after Yahuwah and the truth and and restored and many people went back to many different of the uh different religious faiths around the United States of America but in recent years they've forgotten because now the children that were born around the time of 2001 and the 9-11 event happened are are now in their in their 19s and 20s and uh getting into their 20s and 21 and such And so those children that didn't remember seeing the buildings fall on 9-11 and didn't remember uh, what we went through as a country, as Code Pink and the leftist communists uh, fought us in the streets in Washington, D.C., and tried to prevent the wars that resulted as uh, as a a consequence of the attacks of 9-11, As those generations passed away and didn't see those things play out on our TV set, and they started to see Antifa and uh, Black Lives Matter and these different activist groups get on the street and start to espouse Marxist, communist, uh, anti-Yah, anti-Messiah-type doctrines of religions that deny the existence of any creator or any supreme being or any god and, and now gain uh, lead way into many governments around the world uh, they see this happening and they think oh well this is good and then you got the tv shows like the good place that <laughs> propagates the idea that as long as you're a good person it doesn't matter what sinful nature you are um it even has in the show where they show a a, a young uh a man man couple uh in in the show and, and make them seem like they're just because they were good, they made it to the good place. Well, let me tell you. The Messiah was not born on December 21st. The Messiah was not born on December 25th. So when you see... These religions that propagate the Messiah, 21st birth, the Messiah, 25th of December birth, and such, embrace homosexuality and the sins of this apostasy happening. When you see these religions, these sects, these denominations, embrace this kind of stuff. Embrace the falseness. Embrace the lies. Embrace the sinful nature of lawlessness. And then propagate it on TV and say, well, you know, just as long as you're a good person, eh, you know, the Creator's going to say, okay. Uh, That's not going to wash out on Judgment Day. You got to... John chapter 4 says, those who worship the Creator must worship in spirit and truth. The Scriptures say very clearly that we must call upon the one name of Yah, Yahshua, Messiah, for salvation. It says very clearly that we must be in the truth, not in a lie. So when we see this propagated and and they brainwash and fill the heads of young people and ignorant people that fall for this garbage that's propagated on televisions and such, I think to myself, well, isn't this the image of the beast isn't this television and this big screen movies and isn't that the image of the beast isn't this teaching and indoctrinating a person in a religion of universalism in a religion of worshiping men and women above yah isn't this the exactly what the scripture says when it says they caused them to worship an image and then receive a mark in their right arm and forehead to buy and to sell to me That's what I think it is. I mean, I think that this image, the television set, is going to be the means to propagating the worship of Hasatan in the Antimashiach in the last days, and that his rule will be for three and a half years. Therefore, you can't separate politics and religion or world government and religion because the religion of the world is going to be one religion under Hasatan eventually. And those who don't go along with it, who refuse to receive the mark in their right hand or forehead, are going to be like it says in Revelations 2 and 3. It talks about the fifth seal breaking and blood under the altar. And then there's a multitude which no man can number. And they say, how long, O faithful and true, speaking unto Yah, O faithful and true Yah, how long before our blood should be avenged on the earth? Well, it's very clear what Yah says to them right there. He responds and says, "Hold on, wait a while until your fellow servants are beheaded, as you were, or are killed in the same manner as you were." And then we go a little further in Revelations, and it says these were beheaded for the faith. So we look at the ages, and and you know the use of the guillotine in. Europe and the use of uh, guillotines and such uh, throughout the different cultures and historical records of mankind. And we see that it's not unlikely that beheading shall be the way the Antimashiach shall cut the heads off of those who do not receive the mark in their right arm or in their forehead to buy and to sell and who do not worship the image of the beast government system on the television set that teaches you lawlessness is good and lawfulness is evil. Because in the last days it was prophesied that the, they would, mankind would think evil to be good and good to be evil, that a spirit of strong delusion would come over them because they loved doing unrighteous things and they took pleasure in doing unrighteous things. Therefore, it says, Second Thessalonians, Yahuwah Almighty sends them the spirit of a strong delusion to believe a lie as a truth, so that they shall be damned, because they took that pleasure in doing the unrighteous things rather than doing the righteous things. So I pray it's not that way, and not so with you, my brothers and sisters, in Yah and Yahshua Messiah, that you would not go the way of the lawlessness or the criminal theft or the evil and breaking of the Ten Commandments. Because we don't get saved and then say, okay, now I'm saved. I've got a special card, a a get-out-of-hell-free card or get-out-of-the-lake-of-fire-free card, and now that I'm saved, I can... Go and steal and murder and kill and break the Ten Commandments because I have grace as a license to sin. That's not what happens. When a person is truly converted by the power of the Roach Kodesh to Yahshua Messiah, what happens is they're convicted of their sins by the Holy Spirit. Because the preacher of the word preaches and says, you know, you're living in sin and you need to get out of sin. You need to get the leaven out of your life. And then the Spirit comes and convicts them. And then they say, I need to per- repent and pray. And they pray and believe on Yahshua Messiah and that Yah's raised him from the dead. And they call on his name for salvation. Yahshua Messiah, please save me. Save me from my sinful nature, my sinful flesh, from my lawlessness, from my evil. Please write my name in the book of life and in the book of remembrance of those who speak on, think on the name of Yah. And then they are converted by the Ruach HaKodesh. Then they receive baptism in the name of Yahshua Messiah. Then they receive the baptism of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, which leads them into all truth, as the scriptures say. Then they begin walking a life, not as they walked before, but as Messiah walked. They seek to overcome with each challenge of life. We get choices. Sin, don't sin. Go this way, go that way. Do this, don't do this. Do that, don't do that. We get those choices in life. And as we make those choices, we overcome evil with good. We overcome lawlessness with the law. We overcome unrighteousness with righteous living. We overcome the world by the power of Yahshua Messiah and his resurrection after he rose from the dead. He rose up after he was killed on the stake, shed his blood for the forgiveness of sins, and then he arose from the dead, being the firstborn of many sons called into glory, as the scripture says. So grace is not a license to sin as it's been taught in modern day Christianity. Nor is mitzvah good works, a get into heaven free card as taught in Judaism. Nor is karma the eventual balance scales of like Hinduism and Buddhism that's going to bring justice on the earth, nor is the social justice warriors of leftist communism going to eliminate all the racial and uh, sinful injustices of the world and redistribute the wealth evenly between all the little comrades of the world. No, this is all the folly of man's heirs in religion, his heirs in righteousness versus lawlessness, his errors of religion versus the relationship with Yahshua Messiah. The scripture says clearly there's one faith, there's one Yah, there's one Mashiach, there's one spirit of Yah, there's one body of believers, and that is one family, one congregation worldwide. So when people come and say to me, well, I'm not of that congregation over there or that congregation group over there. I'm not of these people who are the Seventh-day Adventists or the Baptists or the Pentecostals or the Messianics or the Hebrew Roots or this or that or the other thing then you're not even believing in the scripture because the scripture says, Revelation chapter 18, verse four, come out of Babylon, Babylon mystery religion, my people, Revelation 17, Babylon mystery religion, the mother of all harlotry of false worship. So all his people are in all these denominations, all these sects, all these little groups. And they are called at the end by the message of preachers and angels who are preaching the truth to say, come out, come out of Babylon, come into the one true faith that you're really in. There's only one congregation of YAH. There's only one nation of Israel. There's only one people to call in the name of YAH. And you are either grafted in as a Gentile or you're saved as a Yahudim or a Jew or a Hebrew. Whether you have the DNA promise of inheritance of the land or not, you still need salvation. You still need to call in the name of YAH for salvation. It doesn't matter what sect, denomination you're tra- saying you're following. There is only one. There's only one body of believers. There's only one family of YAH. There's only one way, one truth, one life. We are all part of the same one body and congregation which shall become the bride of Messiah in these last days and be married to Him at His coming. When Hasatan And the Antimashiach are cast into the lake of fire and into the pit at the end. And they're chained in a pit for a thousand years while Mashiach comes to reign after the reign of Antimashiach. And Yahshua destroys him by the sword or the word of Yah that comes out of his mouth. The sword of his mouth is the word that Yah wrote from the beginning and gave to the prophets and to the teachers and to the evangelists and to those people that have written down the record of what Yah said, for write this down. Write it in a book. Pass it on to the next generation. You shall teach your children unto the next generation to keep these things and to remember these things and to do these things and to observe these things. And don't observe the things which I tell you not to. Don't add to them and don't take away. It's really simple. A lot of people think it's a burden or it's too hard to do, but in reality, it's not hard to do at all. It's easy. It's a burden that is light. It's not heavy to carry. It's like a couple pounds and you put it in your little hand and you carry it with you, which is the law of the spirit of life in Yahshua Messiah that has set me free from the law of of sin and death because now I do not sin or do the things I would have done because the Spirit comes to me and reminds me that I don't belong to the world anymore, I belong to Yahshua Messiah. I don't belong to this government system that I live under in the United States of America. I belong to Yahuwah, almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. I don't belong to this denomination. I belong to the family of Yah. So when people say to me, oh, you're in that sacred name group, aren't you? You're in the Hebrew roots. You're in that messianic. You're in this. (laughs) I'm in Yahshua Messiah. How about you? Are you in Yahshua Messiah today? Are, are, are you looking at Saturn congi- conjoining with some other planet and saying, well, this is the star of Bethlehem on December 21st or 25th, and the, the, the Christmas thingy, which is a pagan. It's not even the birthday of Yahshua Messiah. Go to www.yahspace.org or yahshuamessiah.ning, And go look at my blog and my forum and you'll see when messiah was really born he was born in uh, actually 3 bc two years before the death of herod the king at the time he was born in the evening of the 24th of september in that year at the start of the feast of tabernacles which is the 25th of September on the Hebrew reckoning of the day happening on the 24th at sundown and ending on the sundown of the 25th of September on the Roman calendar, which is the Hebrew day from evening to evening, not from midnight to midnight or from morning to morning, as others have reckoned the day on the Roman calendars and the other calendars of mankind. But keeping the Hebrew calendar as it was given in Genesis, the first chapter, the evening and the morning, or the sunset and the morning, are the first day, and so on. We find that uh, he was born at the Feast of Tabernacles, at the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles in uh, 3 B.C., and so we're finding that uh, there was also a conjunction of stars that happened, and a supernova that happened, and such, that show that on those days there was a light. And there was a star conjunction that gave us the foretelling of the prophetic sign in heaven, as it says in the scriptures by the prophets, of when the Mashiach was going to be born. And that all those things came to be back 2,000 years ago in 3 BC. And so we find out that Christmas is not actually the birthday of Yahshua Messiah. Men added this through the Roman Catholic Church and the religions in Europe and such. They said, oh, well, let's take the Saturnalia and make it the Messiah's birthday so that we can appease the pagans as they come in, because we want them to join the Roman Catholic Church too. And then the popes that were once Caesars became popes, and the Caesars continued their line of their false religion and their false doctrines, and they tried to encompass all the, world's, all the world's religions, and they did pretty much with the Roman Catholic Church. There's not a country in the world that doesn't have a Roman Catholic embassy now in it, um, and or and or a Roman Catholic Church, and teaching the false doctrines of papalism and Romanism that for 1,200 years murdered anybody that read the Bible and burned them at the stake in Europe. So when we look at this In history and we see these things, we find out that there is a false religion, a Babylon mystery religion, which encompasses all the world's religions. And then there's a faith, which is the reason why I call it Faith Radio, that is one faith, one belief, one people, one Yah, one Mashiach, one spirit, one way, one truth, one life that leads to eternal life through Yahshua, Messiah, our Master. So when we look at our own lives, and we look at our own selves, and we say, I've fallen short here, we must pray, we must ask forgiveness, we must remember on a daily basis to seek the face of YAH in prayer, in the morning when we get up, and in the evening when we go to sleep, and ask YAH, please save my brothers and sisters out there, my friends on Facebook, my friends on Twitter, please lead them to the Roakakodesh HaKodesh, conviction that they would repent of their sins please help me to overcome my flesh and at your coming at the sound of the last trumpet 1 Corinthians 15:52 may i be changed into a sinless being and be like my messiah and be able to live eternity with yah in sinless flesh forever and ever according to yah's commandments yah amen and we pray these things and we ask that you pray and repent Call on the name of Yahshua Messiah for salvation. Call on Yahusha, Yasha Yahshua Messiah. These are the names given in the Old Hebrew for the names of Messiah. Yasha, YahuSha, Yahushua. These are the different versions of his name that we find in Scripture written that say that this one in Zechariah chapter 6, The same as the name of Joshua we see in the King James English. His name is the same as the name of the branch of the line of David, which is to be Messiah. It's very clearly a prophecy 430 years before the coming of Mashiach in 3 BC when he was born. So my prayer and my hope for you, my brothers and sisters in Yah, and if you're not a brother and sister in Yah, My hope and prayer for you is that you would pray and repent on a daily basis, that you would seek the face of Yah, that you would seek after the one true faith, the one true family, the one creator who created all that is in the universe and all that is outside of the universe. All that is anywhere that is, is. (laughs) Everything that exists, Yah created it. Yah wants you in his family. Bow your head with me and please pray. Dear Yahshua, Messiah, I believe on your name. I believe you are Mashiach. I believe you came, died on a stake, was buried for three 24-hour days, rose from the grave, victorious over death, and that your blood is the sacrifice for my sins. Please cleanse me with your blood. I believe Yah rose you from the dead. Please write my name in the book of life and in the book of remembrances of those who think, speak, think, Upon your name. In the name of Yahshua Messiah, I ask it. Amen and hallelujah. If you said that prayer, I'd like you to write me. You can write to me, Dr. Dan, at 858-446-Smithport, route PA, 16749. If you didn't jot that down as fast as I spoke it, you can go to yahspace.org. That's Y-A-H-S-S-P-A-C-E dot O-R-G or O R G. And you can go to yahbible.com and all the links to this radio program, to the Bibles, books, and helps to lead you in the righteousness of the right faith based on Scripture doctrine, not based on men's doctrine, yahbible.org. And all the links to Yahspace and all the other websites and radio show and such are right there. And you can get on yahbible.org. It's also thankyah.org. And... uh, or yahbible.com, and it goes to the same place. And then all the links to Yahshua Messiah, our congregational website, we have over 2,500 members online of the congregation Yahshua Messiah. We also have a dear sister in the faith in the Philippines now, helping us to spread the gospel and the good news into the Philippines over there in uh, Dipolog City in the Philippines, Johanna. And Johanna is over there uh, doing... Uh, work for us. And we hope to have uh, many good things happen as we expand and go into all the world and preach the final message of salvation in the name of Yahshua Messiah to the whole world. So remember, your prayers and your offerings and helps to get this mission of reaching the world for Yahshua Messiah in his true name and Yah Almighty in his true name is on your shoulders, not just dr dance okay (laughs) because we are part of the same body the same faith the same belief system and don't concentrate on what your mistakes are this week concentrate on what your successes and victories are or shall be look forward not to the past don't look behind because the yesterday is a history tomorrow is the mystery You can plan for the future, but you can't plan the outcome. You can only trust YAH to put one foot in front of the other and move towards Him. And that's what we're trying to do here at Faith Radio, and we're trying to encourage you to look forward into the kingdom of YAH that is about to come in a very short period of time. So get ready, because YAH, Shua Messiah, is going to come back and return to the earth and put an end to lawlessness and the governments of men and establish the government of YAH. As the scripture says, and even the song, it says, the government shall rest upon his shoulders and he shall rule with a rod of iron. And so we look forward to the time of the kingdom of YAH coming to earth and all mankind being part of the one true faith, the one true family, the bride of Messiah and the family of YAH. There's only one truth and one faith in this world. Thank you for listening to Faith Radio, and we'll see you next week. And don't forget to share this with your friends. Go out to Twitter, go out to Facebook, go to MeWe, go to Gab, go to the different places. Take the link to this radio program and the link to our websites, and please share them with your friends and relatives and even your enemies and all your connections all over the world on social media so other people can have the opportunity to hear the words of life, the words of eternal life, and the words of truth. May God bless you and keep you until next week.
1: You can reach Dr. Dan, Dr. Dr. Dan and become his friend on MySpace at MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. D-A-N-I-E-L-W-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. And don't forget to join his free social network at Yaws space, yahs space y a h s space dot org Yaws space.org. Yaws space.org.
0: hey you can tweet me on twitter at twitter.com slash daniel w merrick This radio broadcast
1: depends on the contributions of viewers like you. We appreciate your tithes and offerings and the gifts of our supporters and listeners worldwide. Without your kind gifts and offerings, we cannot reach so many with the good news of Messiah's love and salvation. To give your gift online, you can click the PayPal button at thinkyah.org. That's T-H-I-N-K-Y-A-H dot org. Or visit our social network at org that's y a h s space .org our goal is to continue to reach the world for messiah and your tax deductible contributions are greatly appreciated and help keep this broadcast on the air
0: extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name yah and rejoice before him this is my name forever And this is my memorial unto all generations. And it shall be at that day, saith Yah, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shalt call me no more Baali. For I will take away the names of Baalim out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. Then they that feared Yah spake often one to another, and Yah hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared Yah, and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith Yah of hosts. The YAH Bible, available at Amazon.com, your favorite bookstore, or www.thinkyah.com.